Is this the king of New York? He's Negro with the king of Fox style. He's not the true king of New York. He could be number five on the list. I'm not going to get my way up. I'm like Greek. I'm like Greek combination. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, I represent, I look for the TRSS all day, twice on Sunday, right? One thing real quick. What? Hell, King Negro! <laughs> it's showtime. Yo, it's the Dairyman, Mike. Make sure you listen to the regular season sportscast. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. This is the COO of WWE uh, Triple H uh, the game uh, and you're listening to uh, the regular season sportscast uh. Bueller Bueller Welcome to is the regular season sportscast <laughs> talking about mtr my tech radio rageworks.net and i was talking about how my guy rich has logged in so many hours of just podcasting podcasts and just episodes and hours and hours on it of content for for wow he said 10 years 10 years of work it's crazy man and i just said it nonchalantly because you know i knew he was reaching 400 episodes and i was sitting there thinking like wow you know, hopefully one day I'll probably shoot myself before I do 400 episodes, but you always, you always would want to have like the idea that you could have that much passion and that much love for something that can keep you going. And then bam, out of the blue, I get hit with and the whole rageworks.net family, rageworks just got hit with. That's it. It's over. It's, it's an end of an era. Might take radio, the, the godfather, the flagship. It's gone. It's, done it was the last episode the 400th i know it's just it's it's like seeing it's like seeing um ed lover and dr dre leaving yo mtv raps or uh free and uh what was what, aj <laughs> leaving uh 106 in park it's just one of those moments that you sit there and you go wow it's it's done it's over it's like when um it's like when tigger Left the basement. It's just, just mad MTV BET references. I know it's just weird. I don't know, but you no, know, seriously, you know, Rich put in a lot of time, a lot of commitment, a lot of effort for that show. And when you want to leave on your own terms, it's a, it's a big, big thing. It's a big step to say, like, you know, when, when, when you finally could sit there and say, you know what? I don't, I don't have to do it anymore. And if you guys please listen to episode 400. Go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to TuneIn, go to every, just go to straight to rageworks.net and you'll, you'll hear the 400th episode. And 
honestly, it, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good, it's a good moment because it's, it's, it, it really makes you think that you can now focus on what you really want to do in life. Oh, Rageworks is still going to be here. No, no, fuck that. Rageworks is in the building still. We still got a tons of show that's going to be there for you guys. Tons of content. We still got, of course, TRSS got call me when it's over. We have the varying issues. We have black is do black. We still have that, but just to see that, you know, the, the, the granddaddy of them all call it, you know, call it a good night. It's something to, something to celebrate and congratulate. So to my guy, my man, Rich, I want to thank you because without my take radio, we probably wouldn't be doing the podcast that we've been doing for the 76 episodes. The call me when it's over. That's 46, almost a year in as well. You know, it's, it's one of those things to where we looked at what you did and we said, hell, and eh, fuck it. We'll do it better. No, <laughs> no, it's honestly, we, we took it as, and we said, you know what, man, you, 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 you put it out there for us and you gave us the avenue and we, 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 we're going to carry that, that we're going to carry that torch for you, man. So yeah, especially after the shit he told me after the episode went dead, I was like, oh, fuck. Thanks for the pressure guy. And, and it, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Cause now we get to open up. I'm, I can't go into full detail about it. Uh, at this moment, but I got to tell you, there's going to be some changes coming along the way. I've been, I've been anticipating this for a minute, but I really didn't think that it was going to come into fruition this, this early, this, this, this quickly, but it's a good thing because it actually helps all our brands on the rage works as well as the regular season sportscast as a whole. So that be, be ready. It's, it's, it's going to be some things. It's going to be some things happening. Be some things. So be on the lookout for that. And before I continue, welcome everybody to another episode of the regular season sportscast. I'm your host, Jay the Red Santi, here to bring you the 76th episode of the regular season sportscast. Oh, please don't stand on your feet. No, that's ridiculous. That's just, no, you guys, you guys, please stop it. Guys, make sure you check us out on all social media outlets. Make sure you check us out on both the like page and the group page on the regular season sports cast on Facebook, as well as on Instagram at regular season sports. Check us out on Twitter at RWJ Santi, as well as on YouTube, the regular season sports cast. That form is definitely going to be opening up really, really soon with some stuff and some content. So be on the lookout for that. Got, got, got some stuff coming down the pike, man. It's this, this things that, ah, man, it's just, it's, it's you, you, you you get hit with things and you're thinking it's it's gonna be something that it's gonna knock you for a loop and you're you're, you're trying to throw all the cliche and and all the words that you hear often when it comes to stuff like this. But in all honesty, when you you're you're giving something on a platter, you better fucking take that shit and run with it. And I'm hoping that we here at RageWorks as well as well definitely just us at at regular season sports is ever ready to step up, man. Because that might take radio show there, man. It, that's a lot of shoes to fill there, man. 400 episodes deep is crazy. So once again, thank you guys for listening this week and every other week that we've been on. 76 episodes down the line. We going through it this past week. I, you know, there was, there, I had, I just got off my vacation. I told you guys before that I was on, I, I was enjoying my sabbatical. I finally was able to take some time off and my job is a fucking pisser, man. For, for, for many of you guys that know, what I do, you know, I work at a city hospital and I work in a psychiatric field. And I think the fucking administration is more mental than the patients themselves. I think my, my administrators and the, the people I work for 
are on more psych medications than the patients themselves. I take a week off, maybe, you know, 10 days because not including a weekend that's, that's given to me anyway. So when I come back, I look at my schedule for the, for the next month and the schedule they give me would be as though as like if I fuck somebody's wife and they found out about it, but they didn't want to fire me or kill me. They just wanted to torture me for a little bit. You, you give me a schedule in which I'm working consistent, like consistent and consecutive days without the, 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 the feasible and manageable fucking break that I need. Mind you, listen, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing brain surgery. I'm not trying to land on the fucking, the eight fucking earths that they found out in the stratosphere of the outer rim of the, the solar system. I'm not trying to fucking breed new lives on there, but Jesus, the, you know, I, I have a job in which that can be fucking stressful. And you know, we might need some days off. That's no, not to these fuck. And then they want me to do overtime. Fuck. Man, hold on. I got to drop it. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. And oh, overtime benefits you. Now, you know what? I'm good. That's all right. Although we all need extra money, I'm not doing the extra money on you motherfuckers time. I'd rather fucking sell my Amazon fire sticks and, and if I could sling dick somewhere, I could do that shit, but I'm not fucking doing, giving you guys an extra fucking minute of my time in that building. Kiss my ass. That's, um, you, especially after I saw that schedule. Jesus Christ. So you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say that I'm, I'm, I'm calling it early. I'm going to be getting a lot of fucking stomach viruses. I'm just saying, I don't know. I, I might, I might be eating some bad Chinese food down the line. Maybe. I don't know. Let's see what happens, especially with um, WrestleMania your weekend coming up soon. So, so you know. <sighs> I hope nobody from my jobless is citizen. Any, so in any case, so that being the openness novel, there's a lot of other things that's going on. I, 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 I wanted to start off. This week's rant with my, I wanted to discuss video games, but I'm moving it up to this week to, to the opening salvo because I was able to catch up on a lot of my video games this week. And this week was the launch of the Nintendo Switch, which by the way, more power to you motherfuckers that was out there online waiting 12, 24 hours because nigga like me wouldn't be doing that shit. That's amazing. Yo, I used to stand online for like game releases and I would only stand on that line for the maximum an hour. And that would be like for Madden or maybe Mortal Kombat or some shit like that. And it was only for an hour. Me standing online for anything longer than six hours. The closest I did that was a few years ago out here in New York. They had a, they had a, uh, an event called special event, which is basically an introduction to Comic Con. So if you paid your ticket to Comic-Con, I mean, to, to the special event, you were given early access before anybody to get Comic-Con tickets. Cool. But also they had booths and stuff. So it was like just a mini Comic-Con. Like they, they just had that. We got in, got on the line to get the Comic-Con tickets. We got online at 11 o'clock in the morning. We didn't get to the the booth to get the, the Comic-Con tickets till about a quarter to three. I literally wanted to fucking pull every hair that I had on my body off of me out of frustration. It was ridiculous. And then I wanted to buy a number of passes. I wanted to get like three passes. And they told me, well, for you to get these passes, everybody needs to be here. And I'm, excuse me? I just stand on a fucking line for almost four hours 
and you wanted everybody I wanted to buy tickets for to be here. I would fuck you. You know what? I bought that fucking pass and I sold that shit. The fuck I, I don't even, I didn't even, I didn't need to go to Comic Con that year. I run, I just racked up on whatever fuck I wanted to rack up. I, it was probably the most frustrating and I guess the real, real reason to why I, I could really understand why people really know what it means to waste fucking time. That day was a reason why I could focus on, you know, doing other shit because that was just pointless. It was so ridiculous. But in any case, I'm not standing online for six, eight hours for a fucking phone, for a game system, for sneakers, for fucking tickets to WrestleMania. None of that shit. That shit is just god awful too long. Motherfuckers pitched tents. Yo, they, there was, there was pictures on, on social media of people with, uh, with tents, with fucking barbecue grills for a fucking Nintendo Switch. It's like, my guy, did you really need it? That day, you can, Best Buy will probably have it in a month. Did you really need to play fucking Legend of Zelda that bad? Shout out to my fan man who actually got his. <laughs> he actually was able to get his. You know. Shout out to my fan man who got his, but he was freezing his fucking balls getting that shit. Not me. Not going to happen. But in any case, once again, for you people out there who soldier on and do that shit, I really think you have a, you, there's other things you should be doing, like probably curing cancer or, or finding a way to fucking solve all the world's crisis rather than sit there wondering how the fuck you're going to be able to, uh, save Zelda f- from fucking whatever villain they have in this, this fucking game. It's, it, it's, it's shitty. I don't know. Whatever. So guys coming up on our line, we got a, we got a tons to get to, tons to come down. Oh man, shit. Got this episode. Keith stopping in. He's going to be talking NFL combine. He's real excited about that. We got some stuff to get into with that as well. NFL combine coming through. It's, it's, um, it's a big thing that, that is happening now with the NFL because now they're making it a little bit more open to the public. They, you know, slowly but surely they, they started giving more access to the public to see what really goes on. So, uh, this is the, this is, a, this is the thing for you. NFL has to be something to talk about. We got some stuff coming down in the next couple of weeks to talk NFL combine. Also, uh, this week's rant, I want to talk about, I want to talk about overbearing parents. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about coaches who couldn't make themselves fucking relevant in, 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 in youth sports. Now I want to talk about parents because there's one parent in particular. This is why I bought the video game aspect, but I want to talk to, I want to talk about parents who, uh, really put too much on their, on their kids. So, uh, we'll get to that in a minute. It's, it's, it really frustrated me. I just started looking at articles and articles on this, this individual in particular, and it just frustrated the fuck out of me. Uh, also coming down the line this week's rant, uh, excuse me, um, talking sports and shit, just tons of go down NFL news, basketball news, KD being out. Uh, we had some NFL stuff where players are getting, uh, franchise tagged as well as being released. We'll get to it. You already know how we run here. And also turnbuckle tabloid, tons and tons, tons in the wrestling news, man. I'm trying to, trying to put everything together all in one episode, trying to lock this down for two, two wholehearted episodes. So please bear in mind, just be with us. When we come back, this week's rants, talk to you guys in a second. Why, look at what we have here, folks. TRSS bits and pieces in a small town in San Francisco lies a heart of a warrior. A man who's striving 
to become not only a team member, but a champion. From the creators of the game plan and the Tooth Fairy is a story of a young San Francisco football team who just wanted to be accepted and wanted to play with other guys. All I wanted to do, I swear to God, was get on the field and just score. All I can do and think about is score. All I want is to score. Shit, I just remembered I had a fucking date with Renee last night. Oh, I gotta call him. Disney Films presents Tight Ends, a story of a football team that's not quite a football team you would usually see in football movies. Ah, did you just tackle me? Oh, that hurt. But I kind of liked it. Ooh. A story of a young man who wanted to go on a football field and live out his dream of playing as a quarterback. Dad, all I want to do is just go out there and just, just, just bring something back to this town that it really, really needs. I understand, son. I, I, I really do. I, 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 I really, really feel for you, but, um, you know that you're, what? I'm not a, I'm not an athlete? Well, you do know that I did run track and field, and I, so I am an athlete. No, 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 I wasn't gonna say that. I, I was gonna say that, well, you're, you know that you're, what? I can't throw? I can throw. You just told me the way that I threw that, that, that football, that it, it, it went through the tire, and it went in, and everybody went, yay, when I did it. No, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying that, son. I'm just saying that. Well, aren't you? It's a story about team camaraderie coming together by one man and one man only. Coach Macho. All right, I got to tell you something. You guys, it, it, it's amazing. You, it, when you first came in, I thought you guys were pansies. I thought you were just nothing but sissies. But after just you coming together and and, and bringing this team together and, and, and locking it down and going into the showers and staying in the showers for longer than I usually men would stay in the showers and I would hear disco music and well, any case, whatever you guys came together and you, you, you bring, bring fire. You bring tenacity to the field. And that's what I like about you guys and stop hitting each other in the ass with towels. Disney presents a movie of strength, bonding, Togetherness and more togetherness. All right, guys, down. Set. 69. 69. 69. 68. I'll owe you one. Hike, hike. The story tells of a bonding relationship between coach and his team. All right, guys, you guys are showing fire out there. Let's go out there in the second half and let's show that we can win. Let's dig in. And by the way, after you guys tackle somebody, you all don't have to go on top of each other and stay on the pile. Like that just takes too long and it looks kind of weird. You guys, you, you, you can't do that. You gotta, and why is it that every time you tackle each other, somebody always comes out smiling and has like a little, but any case, I don't even want to get into it. Disney presents Tight Ends, a story of epic and fabulous proportions. That's right, Hunty. You get that touchdown. You score. Now we got a floss and floss 
and get it, get it, get in vogue and vogue. Do your dance in the end zone. Guys, the game didn't even start yet. Who cares? There's a party going on. Fuck it. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, oh, let's go. Disney presents Titan. Coming to a theater near you. This movie is brought to you by the regular season sportscast. This week's rant. All right, so I, I, I got to tell you, I'm a father. Yes, my sperm works, and it actually connected with an egg and it produced life. Yes, I know. A lot of people may be shocked if you see my appearance. I'm like a Puerto Rican Uncle Festa. But yes, I was able to produce life. Yes, please. Ladies, I'm single. So as a father, there are certain things that you want to nurture and pass on to your child. And it, it, it is more, more, more in the levels of like wisdom and experience and stuff. The one thing that I don't want to pass on to my child is my inability to be successful in things that I wanted to accomplish and then pass it on to them as something that you need to do because I didn't do that. Now, now let, I, 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 let's not say that people do this intentionally. A lot of this stuff is the done, you know, subliminally and just unconsciously because there's still that need to find a completion and hole within yourself. And if you couldn't accomplish it because you, uh, was, didn't have the talent or you didn't take advantage to, uh, of, of certain instances or whatever have you, there's still that notion that you can pass this on to your children. And in many aspects, a lot of parents do this in sports. I have a little girl. And she's, she's teased herself into thinking that possibly that she could be into, let's say, basketball or, you know, she sees, you know, boxing or maybe some soccer or whatever, which is cool. That's fine. But I'm not going to sit there and force her into something that she may or may not be 100% locked into. Like super producer Sally, she enjoys art. She, she loves drawing. She loves being creative and that's an avenue in which I give her to use to express herself. Also, she likes to dance as much as she, she comes to me and she complains about it. You know, oh, they're doing, you know, horrible dance steps. I don't like the steps that they do, but she does it because she, she's, she, she knows how to follow a line and follow direction and do what she has to do. Great. But I would never sit there and impose something that I wanted to do. Which I'm, I'm still pursuing to this day, which is being an entertainer, being in, and possibly in TV, movies, on screen, off screen, whatever, on a mic, off the mic, whatever. I would never pose that on my child. If that's something she wants to do, and I know that she takes serious, I would wholeheartedly be behind her to do that. Past couple of weeks, I've been, I've been paying attention to a certain, uh, father of a college player. LeVar Ball, father of uh, Lorenzo Ball from UCLA. This man has become one of the most obnoxious individuals in possibly in all history of when I see how parents are just trying to latch on to the talents of their children. He's already made inquiries and let's just say 
side talking demands that his child will have to play for the Los Angeles Lakers. That's without a doubt. They have, he has to pay for, he has to play for them. He's also made inquiries that if his child is paying, his son is paying, is going to be playing for a, 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 a winless or non-competitive team. He's going to ensure that his child has one year contract so he can opt out to go find teams so he can play with that or, or competitive. He's also made statements that his child is already better than Steph Curry. All right. I understand you have confidence for your child on your, you have confidence for your child. You have, you have, you have these feelings that your child is better and will do better and can be better. Great. Fantastic. I love that you have that. That's what you're supposed to do. You're also supposed to have the belief that in any case, your child is going to be better than you are. That's what you're supposed to have for your kid all the time. There's no, there should be any unconscious being that your, your child should not be able to excel and be better than you are. But what I don't get is how you're trying to latch on to a fame that you're only part of because you bred it. You gave life to, you helped to create, but now all of a sudden you want that time too. You want that camera. You want that light. It's not about you, dog. Honestly, this is not about, this is not your time. You know, we've seen a lot of, a lot of instances like this in entertainment where, you know, the Lohan family, you had the McC- the, the Culkins, you've had, you know, even the Jacksons, you know, we had parents or single parent, whatever the case may be, who saw the shine in which their children or their child were getting and they needed to be a bit, uh, you know, part of it. And you got to understand it's not your time. Your time was there for the nurturing, the breadwinning, you know, the, 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 the responsibilities. There's no need for, you know, I Googled this dude. I really wanted to know, was there anything that he did in life that was any of relevance? Did you play college ball? Did you crack the NBA fucking, um, uh, uh, lottery and become a pick and then you broke your knee and couldn't play anymore? Like I looked, I'm like Google this guy and I'm like, all right, are, are you like Del Curry? Are you like Doc Rivers? Are you, are you somebody like these are men who have already accomplished so much in their life. And you don't even hear them have these kind of conversations about their child. Let's take this in consideration. When you have a child who finally has a passion for something, you motivate, you continue to keep them, to keep them intrigued in what their, their love, what their passion is. When your child comes to them and say, and say to you, mom, dad, I can't do this anymore. And they tell you because it got too hard. Your job is to motivate and continue to push them forward. You don't let them quit because it got too hard. Cause life is always going to get too hard, but you always got to push through and keep, and keep powering through it. Now, if your child came to you and said, I can't do this anymore because I don't love it anymore. There's no love in it anymore for me. Then I can understand. Then I can get it. These are instances that I see, let's say with, you know, with, which I, you know, I, I could say offhand just by looking at it with, let's say for a Ronda Rousey. Her mother was very competitive and pushed her through it. And after her past few fights, it looks like she doesn't even love doing it anymore. And there's many instances where we see this in, in everyday life. Fathers who were once high school hoop dream guys who couldn't crack it and make it into any D1 schools or make it into any, any, uh, AAU clubs or whatever. So they see that they, their child has a glimpse of talent. And now you're taking them out to the ball court 
and you're trying to browbeat them with, with, with drills and all. And at the end of the day, all your kid really wants to do is learn how to play guitar or paint a mural on a street corner that needs, that needs some kind of light, some love. But yet you want to make sure that his crossover is nasty because you got to make sure that your son is the nicest on Facebook. By the way, that's one thing I got to say. Everybody's kid is nice and everything. Yo, nobody kid sucks anywhere. Anywhere I go on social media, everybody's kid is nice. Niggas is scoring 28, 40 a game, 51 a game. I never see nobody say, oh, my kids seem lost today, but you know what? Got to get them tomorrow. No, everybody's team is winning. They all win. Everybody is dope. Y'all got some fucking athletes there. Then we're going to find out that year or two from now, y'all wearing that black and white. And that's because y'all are wearing that referee jersey at Foot Locker. It's sad. It's it's sad because, like I said, I love the fact that we have very we in our society we have parents who are very supportive and motivational when it comes to your kids and they're and they're trying to achieve their accomplishments. But once you start taking that role and making it yours, it's not theirs no more, man. Now you just now out trying to outshine, and you're becoming very selfish for what it is that's not yours. Let them be. When we come back, we're going to be talking sports and shit like we usually do. Do yourselves a favor, man. Honestly, let your kids be and let them make the decisions they have to make when they get to that, that age. Because come tomorrow, Lorenzo Ball, you might not want to ball anymore because of Pops. We'll be back. Wrestling fans, what's going on? This is Just, and you're listening to the regular season sportscast. Man, we talking sports and shit. Kicking off sports and shit. Big news. Kevin Durant is out for possibly four to six weeks. And I said, maybe that'll help the Warriors the fuck out. I mean, honestly, I'm seriously, maybe they could be the old Warriors. Maybe him sitting out for a little bit, maybe could, oh, wait a minute. They lost last night. Oh, shit. Fuck. Uh, oof. Shit. Um, you know what? They, they still got more games to come. I, you know, I think the whole, the whole run now with, you know, the, with the season the way it is going now, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of them now. You know, let them, let them just play it out. Let them win their, their, their conference and win their division, whatever the case may be, and just focus on getting the chemistry going for the playoffs. Cause you already know you guys are going in the playoffs, but you know, now there's talk that, you know, there might be some game plans out there. There might be some situations that, you know, teams are probably figuring out on them. Uh, Steph Curry had a really, really terrible, uh, shooting game a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago, excuse me, where he went, what was it, like 0 for 11? Yeesh. Uh, I mean, horrible. But he did pass, um, Kobe Bryant's, uh, three point, right? But it's like, the game now with them is just everything is three. So they, he could have passed that shit like two years ago. <laughs> Cause that's what pretty much what the game is at. But now with KD out and I don't know, I, I figured that this would be the time where Clay could probably get back into form. Uh, they just added Matt Barnes to, to the system. I, I don't know. He, he, all I know is that he's going to be really nice and toasty during halftime. Cause I know he's getting lit. Henny's going to be spilling at half. Him and Draymond going to be chilling. Maybe that'll fucking calm Draymond's ass down. Man, who knows? But there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of focal point on that side of the, the conferences where on the flip side, on the Eastern conference, Cleveland has now pretty much locked themselves up. They went and got themselves uh Darren Williams. Uh which by the way, what do you think about uh LeBron 
giving up that shot and giving it to Deron for the for the for the game winner. When uh Deron um D Wills was given uh, the 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 opportunity to take the last shot, it was it was about a couple of nights ago. Smart move. All right. A lot of people a lot of people were giving him shit saying that you know LeBron needs to take that shot, but he was he was double covered. Yeah, and and yeah, and he needs to take that shot. He needs to get comfortable doing shit like that. But as always, it's always the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to LeBron and his shit. So, it, it, which is suck. It really sucks. But I think now, I don't think they, you know, the Cavs have much to complain about. They also signed um, Andrew Bogart as well. So, you know, now, now, now they have, now they now they have pieces in place, man. Now that they can play, um, JR should be coming back soon, and. um yeah, but it's still, it, it, look, you get them now before, you know, the playoff push. You get them now, get them ready. And, uh, they just got to, yeah, listen, the, the team that I thought that got really hurt was Toronto, man. They, 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 they took a loss with Lowry going out. Um, they, they were putting everything in place. They were stacking every chip in place. And I think that key component with Lowry going out is probably going to hinder them more. It just gives the opportunity now that Boston starts probably making a push a little bit more. And, uh, Washington. Wow. Where the fuck did Washington come from? Shit. Yeah, it's always tough, but now they look like even, I don't know, like they could actually be that threat now. It's, it's now something that's more of a, uh, a possibility, especially when uh, like teams like Miami falling by the wayside and stuff. Now they look like a real, a real contender there. So yeah. So, um, as for what's going on in, in warrior country, listen, they'll be fine. Let them just, let, let them just get their, 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 in solidarity together. They'll be okay for all you warrior fans who are sweating your brows. Yeah, you'll be okay. Don't worry about it. There's no trouble. There's no worries as of yet. You'll be good. Ooh, they lost two games in a row. And the, 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 that was the first time that happened since, what's it? This is April 2015. Okay. It can't all be gems, ladies and gentlemen. Let's, yeah, let's calm it down. Jesus. It's fashion time. Uh, I thought I would bring this up now because I, I, I thought it was a, something interesting that, that I read about a, um, I don't know. It's, it's, I had to do some investigation, uh, investigating about it because it was, uh, I, I, I thought I, I watched the story first and then I read the story and I had to look at it again because I was still confused about it, but maybe, 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 I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm still getting it wrong, but in either case, this is the way I, before I got it. Apparently there's a transgender teen. Who was part of the rest, who was on a wrestling team and the transgender team, uh, pl- uh, wrestler competing won their championship. Now, the thing, the thing that I got from it was the, the teen is a, is a girl wanting to be a boy or a male, whatever. And they forced her, him, whatever, to fight the girls, the birth certificate, right? Okay. Now they know. That the teen is taking the pheromones and stuff, whatever the case may be, right? All right. All right. I know we're all about equality. We're all about, you know, everybody being together and, you know, especially these, these days in which we have now, which there's a lot of hate and prejudice going on that's rising to the surface, whatever the case may be. I understand that. We have to start taking certain lines when it comes to competitive sports, especially stuff like this. Okay. First of all, if you're making a change to, or you're in the process of making any changes to a certain sex, you're taking drugs to do this. Automatically, that should be a no-no. 
if I can't take a fucking steroid to lift weights or to be a wrestler or to fucking play football, you shouldn't be taking hormones or pheromones, whatever the case may be. Because whatever the case may be, it's still a drug. That's one. Number two, I think you should go through your full process before you could be considered to do anything else. Now, it could take years, but these are sacrifices that we need to make when we're doing stuff like this. Because, listen, you have to make a life choice. To me, you have to make a choice. Do I want to be a wrestler or do I want to be a boy? You know, there's certain things, there's certain things that you have to make, uh, uh, especially knowing stuff like this. Now, mind you, people, not saying that this person did it per se, but there are people out there that would do this intentionally to make it a hot button issue, just to raise, you know, awareness or whatever the case may be. But for me, the whole process is once you're doing this, this transition, you're doing stuff, you're taking stuff, you're adding stuff to the body that's not usually what you're supposed to be doing when you're in a competitive atmosphere. And just as though as a person who are, who, who's, who's, who's playing baseball and they need to take, you know, some type of Adderall to t- take care of their ADHD, it's probably going to be fucking banned. You also got to take in consideration that this is something that needs to be flagged as well. I don't want to sit there and say, well, you know what? Give them their own league. Give them their own division. Nah, it doesn't work like that. These are choices that you, individuals need to make before they are able to process what they're going to do. You know, more power to, 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 to individuals who, who are making these life changes and making these, these, these efforts to, to, to become who they want, who they feel they are, who they need to be. You know, this is, this is something that's really deep and, and, and psychological and even fucking, and, and, and probably, you know, chemical, whatever the case may be. But when you're in a, com- in a competitive atmosphere and you're involving other people, you're blurring the lines to that. And then you're putting up lines in which people are going to be very, very harsh and judgmental, judgmental about it. Like I said, it's, I, you know, I think my opinion, and it's my opinion only, you got to choose one. You got to be either a wrestler or you got to go with your transition. That, hey, listen, that's just, hey, look, whatever. Hey, listen, like I always tell people, opinions are like assholes. Everybody has one and most of them stink. So, you know, whatever. Oh, hell no. Some unfortunate rumblings coming down. Dallas Cowboy great and legend Tony Dorsett has just informed uh, the media and such that he is suffering from CTE, one of the debilitating issues that occurs to many, many former football players and any combat player who deals with any contact to the head. It's, 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 it's tough because now an individual like him who's highly respected and worldly recognized is now going to be one of those in the forefront of possibly getting some getting some movements to occur to basically get something done with how we could prevent this for the long run. I've always said the NFL really needs to start monitoring these cases. They what they've been pretty much doing now is they they they've been climbing a, a, a multitude of rules in, to put in place for, you know, head-to-head contact, any kind of uh driving with the head and such which I don't understand. You know, I used to play football, I never understood how you tackled somebody with your head i never did that when i tackled it was always shoulders and arm wraps i never understood how you could go head to head with somebody that was always you know incidental i understand but to deliberately do it it was just weird to me but once again tony dorsett another fortunate victim to cte damn how about new 
you know, many people might not agree to this, but the Los Angeles Rams has now unveiled, uh, unveiled their new uniform. And one big detail is that they're going back to their old helmets in which they had the, the white horns. I think it's dope. That shit looks fucking cool as hell. I'm waiting for Madden to get that fucking download. That shit is cool. And I'm hoping that a lot of, it's better than that fucking, um, that Gatorade crush shit that they did on Thursday night footballs. Them shits were fucking hideous. I have yet to see one that they looked, they looked like if you were trying to create a team on any Madden or any tech mobile kind of fucking game and they gave you like the most default fucking uniforms. They were terrible looking. Guys, if you're going to do anything, it's okay to, you know, take a little bit from the past. It's actually pretty cool. And that's what, that's what the Rams are doing now. How about a week ago? Adrian Peterson and and uh, Jamal Charles, two of the top running backs of years past, have been released by their respective teams. The Kansas City Chiefs have released Jamal Charles, and AP is now on the wire. Teams are talking that possibly AP is a good look for the Giants. I mean, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. Giants do not. He's 32 years old. He might still have a little bit of legs in him, but you know, he's he's had some debilitating injuries in the past years or so, and. The Giants offensive line is not helpful when it comes to running backs. So as cool as it may sound, I would prefer if they went into the draft and they found somebody in there, probably trade up to get somebody, maybe make a move here and there. But as for AP, not, not a good look. I don't think it's going to happen. As for Jamal Charles, it looks like for him, I think he's going to stay West Coast. I would not be surprised. Although, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they did sign CJ Spiller, who's been on like six teams in the past fucking year. The guy's good. He's, a, he's still young. And he's a good runner as well. But I would not be surprised that after the, the Chiefs make some moves here and there, although they made a big signing with Eric Berry, that, uh, they find a way to bring him back on the roster, but he will not be the starter there. So, um, let's see how that unfolds. Also on that front, the guessing game will be, where will Tony Romo land? Yes, it's the new game now. Where will Tony Romo go? Uh, I have some. Yeah, let me play some. Music. What will be the best fit for Tony Romo? Will it be Houston? Maybe Kansas City? Hmm, would he play a backup somewhere? No. Best place for him to go to, in my opinion, is the Houston Texans. He's already at home. He's already, he's, he's, he's pretty much the same system. It actually will build, it is actually a good build for him. Although the Oxwaller fucking, the Austin Waller experiment will be done and they'll, they'll be shit can hold money that they're losing at. But Houston looks like it would be the better place for Romo. So be on the lookout for that. Tim Tebow is just happy to be playing baseball. Oh, thank you, Mets, for giving me the opportunity. You know, that's such shit. You know, this past week, uh, Tim Tebow was discussing on how, um, uh, although he's getting an opportunity during spring training to play with the, the Mets, it's, it's one of those things that he had at his press conference and he said, you know, I'm really not really, you know, I'm my, my, my whole objective is to do bigger things in life. You know, baseball is something that I just want to do for fun. And you know what? Just because you carved your way in other sports to give you this opportunity and yeah, you have athletic abilities. Cool. But this attitude that you're putting out there 
is gonna piss off a lot of motherfuckers, especially dudes that's been who wants to play this shit as a fucking career, who's taking this shit serious. So you know what? This should motivate them to fucking knock you off your pedestal and get you fucking cut off the team. As in, come spring season, uh, spring training and such. Once all this shit is done, let have them play better than you to get you the fuck out. Because I'm just happy to be here. Yay! Fuck you. The fuck. Go back to Good Morning America. Cut that shit out. Oh no! And finally, Antonio Brown is the highest paid wide receiver in NFL. Get that man his. Get that man his money. Eclipsing the scale at 17 million per year. That man should be getting his bread. Get him his bread. But now you got guys that are going to be coming up the lane and want that bread too. Once Odell's, Odell's contract comes up, where do we go from there? Uh, it's, it's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be a dog fight now. People are going to be sitting there saying, you know what? That man got 17. I think I'm worth that 20. Get me that 20 a year. We'll discuss it more when Keith sits in. He's got a lot. He's got a big breakdown on how the, 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 the salary tags are going for position, for, for positions. And it's like, you would think the most, like the most recognized positions, such as running backs and quarterbacks and wide receivers are getting that big payday, but nah, nah, guys, we, we'll discuss it when the keep comes in. When keep comes in here, you'll have that general rundown. So yeah, that'll do it from that. Yeah, we're done from there. So once again, make sure you check us out on all social media markets. Check us out on Facebook at the regular season sportscast on the like page and the group page, as well as on Instagram at regular season sports. Check us out on Twitter at RWJ Santi, as well as on YouTube, the regular season sportscast. When we come back, the keep sits in, keep us sitting in and talk about all oh, NFL combine coming up. All right. So catch you guys in a second. Keith, the acquired taste. Well, that's your intro, sir. <laughs> I think that was masterfully done. That was that, that's your intro. I you, like that. You you want the you want the the, I was rec- the heel factor going on. Well, there you go. There you go. There you, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going for. And, and if, you know, I had a beautiful like you know featurette on that. Yeah, if you want if you want a little extra on top of that, just a little salt bay on it. Just. But you know what? When I if I walk into a room and I get ooh, you know they're admiring me. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. is that that Flanders heat? That Hank yeah, Flanders. yeah. You know, <laughs> you I can't ha- I can't stop them from you know reacting. You like get that. that Hank Flanders heat. I appreciate it though. So Keith, once again, is stopping by. Of course, he's he's making his random appearances these days, and um, I I can't, I can't stop him at the door as much as I try. Sometimes he brings beer, so that that helps to 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 lather up my thought process. But in any case. Keith comes in. He has some stuff that he has on the table. Keith is very paying. You know, you paying a lot of close attention to that combine, man. Yeah, we're like we're, we're really well. For me, I'm really excited about it this year, personally, because I, you know, I really think that this year, more than anything, in terms of just like every position on the football field, there's players, man. I mean, there's players every draft, but right? Man, there's there's a lot of guys this year, and I think that. This is a good year to have multiple picks. This is a good year not to. Ha- it's, it's a really good year just to. Is this a year that they're actually putting every? Because now, now the fans are could be more involved in it. Now they're there. I, I believe they're doing. Um, they, they're having live. Uh, the fans in 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 the stadium to watch the the combine. 
They have oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah that's uh, I think it's like twenty four, like twenty five hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I think personally, I think that that is probably one of the best things they could do for the combine because that's one of the things these kids got to get ready for. Even though they've been in college, right? It's different when you're in the NFL stadium around NFL people. And I also felt like I know the combine is done the way it's done for these scouts to see what these players are made of. But I also felt like. One thing that I always thought Johnny Manziel, the only one thing I thought Johnny Manziel ever did that I felt in his career kind of, you know, gave him enough for mm-hmm. him to be looked at as a somewhat of a quarterback right. in the NFL was he did his combine with pads on. And I always thought that they should do that. I, that's just my random thought. I, I mean, you know, these guys are athletes. I know most of them are fast. Right. To tell me one guy is one second faster than the other, it doesn't do much for me. But when you put the pads on, you know, Chad Johnson, he was a junior college scouted into Oregon State wide receiver. He ran a four, five, six, I believe. Nobody thought about him being anything special. Yeah, Chad Johnson's probably not a Hall of Famer, but Chad Johnson had an amazing career. The way he got into the NFL alone, you know, just shows you that the combine like they say, is an inexact science. So I just feel like, you know, there's certain tweaks they could do to it to just to prepare them a little bit more. I think they need to cut back with all those questions, though. I, I mean, that's a little bit excessive. Well, they have, I, I know that they have like, um, they, they get have, to the point where they're talking about like LGB communities and they're talking about acceptance among that. And I don't see how that plays with, with, with a player being on the field on Sundays. I really don't. Uh, I will, I, 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 I know that they do like a, um, they have a they have a test that they give these these these, these players. The Wonderlick. The Wonderlick test. Right? Mm-hmm. You ever you ever seen one? I've taken it. Uh, how do you how do you how do you do on it? Well, let's just say I probably have to take it again. Really? Well, honestly, because when I took it, oh man, I must have been seventeen. Uh, I did fairly fairly poorly. Mm. I really didn't. It, it was a lot of stuff. I had no idea what I was doing. Which one you took? The extended one? I took one that was online. I took it with two of my friends from school. It was online. It was on Google. If you Google it, you can find. I mean, no, I've taken it. It was uh, thirty-two questions. Yeah, and that was just very straightforward. A lot of thinking, and the time was real fast. Yeah, real fast. I think I had like thirty seconds. Not even. It's like uh, if you maybe so. Yeah, thirty-two questions. I think you have to do it in like ten minutes. Yeah, and I, 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 I I, I think I've got to to my knowledge, I got like about nine. Right now, they said that like nine answers. Right. If you scored, if you scored in the I believe it was under the, the, the 12% tile or like the 12, 10 to 12% under that. Right. You could be considered like almost retarded. Like you, like, I think Vince Young, they scored. Vince Young was one of the poorest ones. He got a two. He was one of the poorer ones. Um, Um, Dan Dan Marino. Philip Rivers actually had a poor score. Dan Marino got a 14. Yeah. I mean, you know, some guys, we got to, I could understand for certain quarterbacks why that might mean a lot. Because some quarterbacks, they critiqued where they're coming from in terms of like their style of play. Like Peyton Manning, I don't know his score, but I'm almost positive he he, he scored out of the roof with that. And I, I'm I'm almost positive like a guy like Andrew Luck would score high on something like that. But you know, then again, I'm a I'm an NFL coach. What is that telling me? Sometimes when I need you in the fourth quarter, you know what I'm saying, to take me 80 yards. Last thing I'm thinking about is what you got on the one lick. Yeah, like you. that. You know what I'm saying, do I really care that you, you know, like train A or train yeah. B? Fucking like you know what? Let me tell you something. Time shit like Personally, that. if I was if I was recruiting one of these kids, one thing, one of the first steps I do is I need to get to know the parents. That's one thing. Mm. Parents, I, I always because I was blessed to be raised by my mother and my father. Mm. But there's people I know who 
got it way worse. And they probably didn't have either or. And I feel like that alone, who was along with this kid for the ride to mm-hmm. get to where they got, that alone tells me a lot. And I need the people around this child to tell me who this kid is when the, the cameras aren't on him, when there's not a microphone in front of him, when there's no teammates around him, when he is who he is, the way he's been his whole life. That's something I would do and I'd value a little bit more. And another thing personally, I mean, I don't know how certain people may feel about this. This may be a really good like feedback question, but I just would like to know personally how this kid does when nobody's around him. How does he react? I want him to tell me, yo, what do you do when you're completely alone? What are your habits? Like certain things like habits, like I'm going to be honest with you. This may be a contradiction towards Keith. But if I know my quarterback is home doing nothing but playing PlayStation all day, it's going to turn give me a red flag. But if I know you're constantly working on your body, you're constantly eating right, stuff mm, like that, yeah. you know, even having a family or thinking about having a family, I think that plays a huge role into the type of man you become. You know, but if you're not thinking about certain things like that, that maturity factor, it, it plays a part. Little things like that. In the know? combine, what, like, what, what, what elements of the combine do you think shows a player's like their 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 oh like their, the drills their drills like well it, for certain positions I, I you know i mean the 40 is the most overrated thing on the combine mm. let's just be you know the 40 yard dash for certain positions defensive end it can still mislead you my defensive end is 67 285 jadavian clowny freak size mm. if he's running a 44 as fast as receivers but his arms are short as like fucking a T-Rex. Right. How's he going to get past the offensive lineman? Even with his speed, the offensive lineman just has to stick his hand out. Right. No matter how weak, no matter how strong. So a lot of things, measurables come into play. Uh, I, f- personally for me, my favorite is watching when the DBs and the receivers are, are backpedaling. They're, they're doing the triangle. Mm. They're, 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 they're going in and out of the gauntlet. The receivers have a gauntlet where they just go, the 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 horizontal way of the field and they they catch one every five yards they catch a pass from right to left right to left right to left and i mean these balls are being thrown within within another 10 yards with velocity and you once you catch it you got to drop it look to the left catch it drop it look to the right catch it drop it and you have to be on it on it on it on it you drop one it's a red flag and that shit is like intense bro and everybody has to do it like about two three times to get it right. You know what mm. I'm saying? That's one thing I love about the receivers. When it's the DBs, when they're backpedaling, you can see how they play the ball in the air. And I feel like that's a big part for DBs because every DB is fast. Mm. Every DB is fast. You can't really tell if a DB is going to be physical because they, once again, it's skin and bones. It's, it's, it's tank tops, yeah. you know, but you get to see how a player moves. And I feel like that's one thing I feel like, you know, for people, for people like you and I who watch football, we always sit here and say, oh, that was a good game. Oh, that was a boring game. Oh, this player did good. Oh, this player did bad. But then there's always that one player that he jumps out, whether he's playing in a game or he's, you know, in a combine setting, he jumps at you in the screen. And me and my friends, we always say, I like that guy. He did well. I like that guy. He did well. Like to this day, there's so many great players in the NFL. I'll tell you right now, the greatest combine I've ever seen was Brian Arakbos. Mm. Cause when he did his bench press, he wrapped the weights in chains. He, no. ra- he wrapped the, the, the bench press, right. the fucking weights. He wrapped it all in chains and he had like a chain headband. <laughs> like who does that at the fucking comma? It was amazing. It was just like, how is this man doing this with his body? It was just hit that, that, that was one of my favorite combines and uh, Maurice Jones drew. 
when they measured his thighs. His thigh, I heard about that. That was really that was really cool. His thighs were like the size of two other guys' legs put together. Uh, he stuff even, like that. He even talks about it to this day. He says, I can still go out there and probably run with the best of these guys. Even to yeah, he, you know, he loses his speed, unfortunately, yeah. but like, but he said he still he'll run, run, he'll run, he'll run some guys over. I love the other day I'm watching, um, our boy Dion was on, uh, Dan Patrick. Uh, this was around the, um, Super Bowl weekend. I love that it's our boy. Our boy. Especially <laughs> after, after the, that picture. Yeah. He, um, he goes out there, he goes, I want to be, I, he goes, I, I, I want to be the fastest 40 something year old out there. Right. But, if you're younger than me, you better not make it thick and neck. Right. I'm, I'm going to blow you out there. Oh, so, that's fair. And he goes out there. He had his suit on and everything. I believe it. He said, I'll go out there. We do the 40 right I now. I believe it. <laughs> he was smoking dudes running backwards. I like, believe it. Like, but my boy, he um he played a uh, college boy. He played for uh, Virginia State, and then he played for Hampton. And he's talking about that they do their own combines in, in the colleges. Yeah, they, that's they, cool. they, they do their own thing. And he's talking about guys come from even former players. Will come. They're probably like three or four years out the game, and they'll come to the small, small combine. Yeah. And Jesus, you see them that you know, these guys come in there with these, these fucking hoop dreams and these field of dreams, thought motion. And, and these, these, like, these, these, I'm almost like, yeah. it's in no comparison. He goes, the guys that I played with, mm-hmm. you know, seventy or fifty-two man squad, fifty-three man squad, like that, you know, whatever we had that year. He goes, yo, one guy. I believe it. One guy, and I bet would be. Scouted and I bet for the NFL's practice squad. Yeah, and I bet almost all those guys have physiques like yeah. a fucking god, like a yeah. Greek fucking god. It's ridiculous. And you know, I'll tell you this much: you'd be surprised. Even even as as hard as it seems, there's other leagues that are harder to get into. The NFL, it, relatively, mm. if you just do what you're supposed to do and you're not an idiot off the field, because the NFL is a lot about recognition and how you, you know. Don't be in front of the fucking newspaper most of the time. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's a lot where it comes when it comes to being an employee for the NFL. Right. Uh, you can get into the NFL many ways. You don't have to be drafted. You can, you, you don't, let me tell you something. There's so many guys who didn't get, who don't get invited to next week combine. There's a lot of guys who have talent. They don't get invited to next week combine. Mm-hmm. They get drafted. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's ways to get into the NFL. You just have to have tape. You gotta have tape. People watch tape. People get influenced by what they see right in front of them. You may be the shittiest player that might get drafted, but if your tape jumps out to certain players, like you can ask any one of my friends. I'm not here to toot my own horn because I can tell you I'm going to follow up what I said that was amazing to one that was a, a complete bust. I said a year in advance and it's documented on Facebook with those fucking memories that they give mm-hmm. us every day. Odell Beckham Jr. is going to be the best player in his draft. That, that was documented because I couldn't believe what I was watching on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. I was like, there's nobody who can stop this kid. He's catching. He, I was seeing those one-handed catches way before he did that shit against Dallas. You right. know what I'm saying? He, let me tell you something. The, the most amazing play I've ever seen Odell Beckham make, it wasn't even that catch. It wasn't the catch against Washington where he caught it like this on the sideline. It wasn't that. It was in LSU. He was returning kicks. He was returning a kickoff. It was a touchback. He was at the very back end of the out of bounds white line and he caught the punt with the three fingers that he did with Dallas, but like that. Mm. And he didn't move. He didn't flinch to catch a ball that's kicked 80 yards and you don't move your body. You catch it with three fingers. There's something got to be wrong with you. <laughs> your mother has sex with a fucking giraffe or some shit. Like Spider Man. Yo, I, I couldn't believe what the fuck that was, man. And then let me tell you something. There was another player that I saw 
that I fell in love with and he was a complete garbage, a straight garbage. And, you know, of course, you know, you don't want to be that guy to, to pick a player that's absolute garbage, but you know, uh, the Bears receiver, I loved Kevin White in college, but he's done nothing in the NFL to this point. I wanted the Jets to grab him. Thank God we didn't, but he, he's frail. He cannot stay on the field. He only plays one side for the wide receiver position. He's always on the right side. He can't play on the left side, nor can he play in the slot. And, you know, that hurts you in the NFL. You got to be able to move around. You got to be able to cause mismatches against the defense and the cornerbacks. And, you know, I was absolutely wrong on that one. They might not, he might not even be a bear after next year. Shit like that goes down. You know, you, a lot of people, I'm not, I'm not a fucking pro at this. You know what I'm saying? But there's people out there who get it more wrong than people like me or you. You know what I'm saying? It's tough. The, the, the draft process, that's to me, that's the most fascinating part about the NFL more than any other sport because you could have, look at the Browns. How many first round picks they've had in the past, what, five years and they still can't figure it out. It's ridiculous, bro. And man, I mean, you said it early. So the Browns, you know, they're, they're a team that weren't a bad team, although their record shined it. They didn't have like a, yeah, they competed for one win. Yeah. But like, they were probably one of the best one-win teams I've seen. Right. And it, I don't know if that's saying much. I don't know if that's something you want to ring, put around your neck. But it's still like one of those things that, you, you know, these are competitive guys, guys. who, who I feel like the there. Browns for the past five to, what, eight years, they've been, giving one, they've been given one number of the results of the lottery for the past, like, eight years. <laughs> but they haven't been able to get the other, like, never two been the or three. Yeah. Like they've been given one number, like, here, this number is definitely going to come out tonight, but you're not going to get the rest. And that's that sucks. Yeah. I, I hate to be that. So when when they're when they're when they're like a team like that, like the Browns, when they when they're coming out and they're looking at these guys at the combine, like when they're out there, and you know they're they're putting their numbers together, they're they're matching up with, like, what is their first, the first thing that they want to see when it comes out of a player? What's like the what's the first kind of like? Is it is it the you know? The, um. The, 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 well, I know from 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 stuff that I've learned, uh, most scouts what they want to see. Personally, you'd be surprised. It's things away from the drill. Mm. How guys are interacting with other guys. Okay. How guys are some 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 scouts want to see how serious a guy is. Some scouts want to see how is he taking this you know lightly. You know, and even if he's taking it lightly, they want to see how he performs. They want to see body language. Mm. It's a performance for those three, what three to four, four or five hours that you're there, and then you got the measurables. They want to see if you're in shape. They want to see if you've changed from the time you finished playing college ball, which is probably around December till now. Then they also want to see if, hey, if you're going to like meet my expectations mm. or exceed them. And most of the time, guys do not meet those expectations because let me tell you, the NFL is very, very like gut wrenching, honest, true to reality. If you do not meet one team's expectations, you might not meet the other 31 team's expectations. And it's rough. You got to be on it. You have to be, this is like, this is their audition for their lives right now. And it's a lot of pressure. I don't even know how I would handle that pressure. These kids, this is probably the hardest thing they're ever going to have to do. And I think, especially with this year, I think now it's, I mean, little by little, the, the, the audience has become I love it for it's, for a fan. It's awesome. Yeah, it's growing you know? bigger now. It's like they're dedicating shows to it. Like they have. Oh like, yeah, they have like the behind the scenes. Everything, stuff, everything everything's going down with that. Mm-hmm. And I think this helps them because they have to start getting prepared because this is the stage in which you know you're going to be performing at. I season. feel like what they should do though, if they if the NFL spends so much time in preparing these kids to be 
worth us spending a pick on you, then you have to put in the time. They have the rookie symposium where they get these kids prepared to what not to do in the NFL. But I feel like every team, once you draft a kid, you got to put them through a course of how to handle shit like social media. You got to put them. Yeah, through, I think they, they are implementing. Yeah, that. you got to do, do shit like that because that, that these kids are, you know, you got to stay away from that type of shit when you get drafted. You got to stay away from, you know, the temptation that's out there. You got to, these kids are going to be introduced to a whole life that me or you have never even experienced, probably will never ever experience. And, you know, it's a lot on these kids, you know? I think, I, you know, I think a lot of people, they forget that, you know, they go, Oh, you know, they're getting a multi-million dollar contract. That's tough, you know? man. I said, just because you get it's money tough. doesn't mean that it fucking matures you. Yeah, like, man. I mean, money can only do so much for you. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, you got to always remember that these are human beings, 20, 21, kids, 22. children. Remember what you were like at 20. Yo, man, let me tell you something. Years old. I, 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 yo, man, I take this, I take that theory and that thought that you just said into so many, situations now as i get to the new age that i'm getting to in 28 is that like even with females like when i'm introducing myself to a female i'm getting to know another female and i'm trying to get to that point where i feel like i'm comfortable with that female i always want to take an account you know i used to think age wasn't enough wasn't that big of a factor for me Mm. it is i dated a girl who was somewhat you know six to eight years younger than i was and she was amazing for her age and the age difference. We had an amazing rapport, but there was so many differences. There was so many mentality like separations. Mm-hmm. And we, 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 we caught ourselves a lot in, in, in crosshairs in terms of like where I was, you know, in my mentality and where she was and things that she wanted to do and things that I want to do. That stuff plays a part. When you're at that age, you're nowhere near the man that you're going to be. And then like the next 15 years down your career. Can you imagine that you're there and you have the same situation going on, but now you have a multi-million dollar contract. You have endorsements getting thrown. Your Let way. me say something. When I signed the contract that I was going to make, what, close to like $50,000 a year, I, I almost had an anxiety attack. <laughs> That's nothing to these kids. Yes, I, right. I don't even know. I think if I knew I was getting. $4.5 million just by signing the fucking paper, yeah. I, I'd fucking die right, right there. You know, so there's a lot of people always don't get, get to see that's going on in that background. And now we're looking at them. Do you think of it? Like if you're looking at when I look at the combine sometimes, it's like, if you're, 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 you're looking at cattle getting ready to be fucking, they call it a meat, a yeah, meat market. The meat market. Yeah. They call like it that. the meat market when they're getting like, um, they're getting, uh, weighed and they're getting like, you know, measured for their arm, their wingspan and stuff. They call it a meat market. I mean, personally, no other sport does this. Like this is the fascinating part about this yeah. because there's a lot of narratives to it. There's a lot of layers and there's a lot of optics to it because I could sit here on this side of the table and I could tell you as my friend, like, yo, this is how you determine who's good, who's not, who might be overrated, who might be underlooked, who might just shine out of nowhere and take the whole weekend by storm and get $10 million more because he did good on this weekend. But come fucking September, he don't know how to run around. He mm-hmm. don't know how to, he don't, he don't know how to, to, to look at Patrick Peterson in the face and say, I got to move you to the left because I got to go to the right. He's just looking at Patrick Peterson and saying, Holy shit, Patrick Peterson is in front of me. Right. You know, shit like that goes down. Mm-hmm. You can pass all these fucking tests with flying colors, but the minute you, you know, fuck, if I'm a linebacker for the Jets 
and I'm a highly touted linebacker, Ruben Foster, Alabama. We draft him. You you play for Alabama. You play for Nick Saban. You played in two straight national championship games. Mm. That's nothing compared to if week one you got to go to New England and look at Tom Brady in the face. It's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing that's going to compare to that. And I tell you what, I don't care how good of a prospect you are, you're going to be fucking intimidated. These NFL players will intimidate the fuck out of anybody. I get intimidated by them. I was in a bar with Tony Gonzalez and I had to look at him a few times and say, holy fucking shit, it's Tony Gonzalez. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I'm an average American. You know? Let me not even tell you what happened when I saw Brandon Marshall. Good Lord. (laughs) I could only imagine what it is for those kids. You gotta really have it. You gotta have like that dog in you. Like, 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 uh, like our guy says, primetime. You gotta have that dog in you. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're a pro. You know what I'm saying? I got drafted. I did my thing. Now it's time for me to show you why I did my thing. So, I mean, it's tough, right? I mean, the, the, the same thing with the wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's another thing. You coming down that ramp and you got all these kids and all these people looking at me and I can't miss a beat in that ring because number one, I could suck. Number two, I could mess that guy up. And number three, somebody could get hurt. Right. And that's on national TV. Right. I mean, I might not ever get another shot like that, you know, and I, I don't know. No, no, yeah. So, you know, and as I said, a lot of people don't understand that there's, it's, it, it's, it, it take a lot to have a mentality to actually process all that. They expect it to happen like overnight, that that's supposed to be just what you're supposed to do. Like, listen, now you got to grow up. Now you got to perform like this. Now you got to be, you know, and I, and I think the combine with the the way that they're presenting it now, I think it starts giving these guys the more of the wake up call. Like, Oh shit, this is, this is what it is. Now when I was in college, we had cameras here and there. We had national games, you know, you know, we had the spotlight here. ESPN came, right? College game day, whatever. It was cool. Yeah. But now it's like, this is what my life is going to be like every fucking day. Let me tell you something. You're in college. The minute you, you, you arrive at the stadium, you might see literally about 30 seat, 30,000 seats with nothing but signs chanting, yo, you're the man. We love you. La la la. Come Sunday, you may not get a sign and or, or or jersey worn until you really make an impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They like no, they don't care if you're a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. The NFL is cut fucking throat. You have to put on a performance. That's the only way it works in the NFL. And don't get drafted to a big market team. That's why like like I hate to bring him up again, but Odell Beckham Jr. with all the antics, he's still what 23 years old. Yeah. He's still growing. Yeah, you, you can knock him for all this stuff, but you also got to remember this is still a child. He's in the limelight in New York City. You have to cut him some slack. He hasn't been in trouble. He hasn't been, he's been nothing but prolific to this point. He is on a Hall of Fame scale. And he's just doing just goofy shit that he's just doing goofy shit that a kid would do. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you got to understand that you could be mad at him, but you also got to be mad at the Giants. Gotta be also mad at their brass. You know, they kind of like have to reel that in with him. That's their project. But you, you're really going to get mad at that when you, the performance is put on the field. You know, you got to kind of understand at some point what you want. Like the robots out there, you know? No, no, you, you, there, there has to be some type of, uh, understanding to where that, you know, if you want these kids to be the representatives of, of your team, of your league, you got to lay something down for them to, Follow through and not just give them some half ass fucking, uh, 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 seminar. No, there has to be 
you know, there's even former players who've come out to say, listen, you know, if you guys put us out there to be like, you know, you know, role models, like not role models, but like monitors or some type of sponsors, for right. them, you know, that can help. But at the end of the day, they're still going to go through the growth, the motions, even if you're fucking a multi-million dollar fucking player, you know, you got to right. get it. They got to come with the, the, with the with, with, like, I heard a story where measures. like anything Ezekiel Elliott does, he calls Chris Carter first. Like, that's cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A Hall of Famer looking out for a young guy. They both went to Ohio State. You know, that like that stuff like that should happen more around the league with these young kids. For for this upcoming combine, big positions out there that that people should be looking at. Like where where where's the big I mean everybody's gonna look at quarterback every year. It could be one quarterback that's getting drafted. They'll still look at that position because it's the quarterback position. I like the I for me personally, I've been amazed by what I'm excited to look and expect from with the corners and the safeties, I feel like there's just so many that are good. I mean, none of them are like showing me that they're clear cut. Number one, there is a, a, a personal favorite of mine at each of those positions. I'll save that for another time. But um, I just feel like that is a very deep position. Tight end. This is one of the better tight end drafts. But you mentioned the secondary, you mentioned the safety, which I, I, I'm noticing now that that position is becoming increasingly more important these days because it's so rare. Yeah. I want you, I'm glad you brought that up because I say that to some of, some of my good friends and they kind of turn me down on that, which is fine. Everybody has their personal views on certain things, mm. but it's very rare where you can sit here and say, your tight end, which is like every team is having a tight end that's a receiver now, no matter what. Yeah, they the block tight yeah, end they shit. Did. No, this is that's gonna be waste. And it, now. even more because if you look at Gronkowski, who to me is the greatest tight end who ever lived, he's a blocking tight end that's also a receiving tight end. And because he's a blocking tight end, that adds to the nicks and nanks of his injuries. So you that shit is gonna start going out the window. They're gonna draft a tight end to block. And a tight end to catch. That's how shit is going to be now. If you have a guy on that defense who, number one, stops that tight end, number two, intimidates that offense, and number three, literally covers end sideline to sideline, end to end, I don't care how many sacks a defensive lineman can get, there's going to be a day where that defensive lineman can't get to that quarterback, and you need that guy back there. Yeah. And let me tell you something. It's hard enough with all these fucking soft ass calls that they're giving to these, you know, fucking wide receivers for any fucking contact they get down the field for that these defenders to even have any chance to stop these fucking offenses. For, 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 for you to be one of the, the top end higher, higher end safeties in this league, it, it just shows how valuable you are. Like Eric Berry, I, he's a free agent. I don't, yeah. I mean, the day I, I, I'm, I'm going along the way where I'm thinking that they might keep him. They might find a way to resign him. I tell you what, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna be very honest with you. Yeah, I think if they keep him, God bless them. But I'm gonna tell you right now, just going off my gut, Jerry Jones is sleeping on that lawn. Yeah, it has to. Yeah, Jerry for Jones them to keep him. It's like they have to really balance out. Yeah, and let me it, tell you something. He's gonna go down, but I think he's a cowboy come March. Probably, 10th. yeah, probably because they need that. But I think I think Kansas City is going to find a way because, like I said, you it, can't lose that guy. No, you can't. You can't they, lose the that game guy. Is now vertical. It's a lot of it's, it's, a, it's an aerial game. Look, now. right. Remember this year, like all right, this year, legit. A lot of people f- started falling in love with them because they had a little bit better offense, mm-hmm. but and their defense was stout. Last year they made the playoffs and Eric, well, not last year, the year before they made the playoffs. Eric Berry had his cancer issues. Right. They still made the playoffs, 
but they nobody thought they were going to go far. <laughs> yeah, they made the playoffs. This year, Eric Berry, all-pro safety, everybody's like, yo, they can upset the Patriots, they can upset the Steelers. It didn't go down. But because you have that guy back playing at yeah, that level, it gives it got it you gives you that faith. Look what happened to Seattle this year when Earl Thomas broke his leg. Mm-hmm. That's not the same defense without that guy. You know what I'm saying? Just look at all the great safeties that we know have played in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it, it it it's hard to measure up to the impact they have because they have a lot of statless games. They could be in the field and not and not recover, a, not not make get a number any, or yeah, nothing. nothing. But just their presence, presence alone. alone. Because let me tell you something. I I call them Tuesday players, like, and it's not just safeties. But I call to me the the best players in the NFL, non quarterback, non offensive linemen, because nobody fucking worried about offensive linemen scoring a touchdown or something like no. that. Guys who can wreck a game on offense and defense. They're called Tuesday players. In like the pro to, level, because come Tuesday, the, that's the that's there. the that's the guy they're watching on film all day long. Mm-hmm. That's like what you just finished saying in the playbook. We have to make sure that we execute this because if that guy fucks it up, we're gonna lose. Those Tuesday players, Eric Berry's a Tuesday player, Earl Thomas is a Tuesday player, your boy Landon Collins is a Tuesday player. Okay. Landon Collins is not a Giants since year. They don't they don't smell the playoffs. And can you imagine that? All the guys you signed in the defense, break, yeah, breakthrough year, yeah, and 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 he was the best player, right? And and I said, and, and I've I've been saying it for years, Giants lost their luster when it came to be competitive when they didn't have because they hadn't had a secondary in years. They they always live and die by the by the the, the defensive forefront. line, yeah, yeah, the forefront. Mm-hmm. This year they finally started getting it together. They had, they had, I I'd sit here and say they had a top three defense, right? So th- this is where, and then and I think nowadays this is especially now coming down to the combine. These guys got to start looking at that the game is, like I said, it's getting vertical. And a lot of, you know, we've seen quarterbacks now go down the field like 35, 40, 45 times a game. Right. I don't, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but me and you have had talks about a project we're going to be doing together. Right. I'll get into detail on the guys in that position. Right. I'll name them, whatever. There's one that I actually, like, I'm in love with. I'm actually, you know, right. I, I, I'll, I'll sing a, a Romeo Santos song to that nigga but, if he goes to the Jets. But we're, we're like, with the, we say, we say in the safety position. Too, in what other, you know, everybody, the cliche is always quarterback. Yeah. But what is the, what is, what is? I one, fall in love personally. I fall in love every, every draft class. I fall in love with the receivers, even if they suck. Right. This, this draft has four solid first round picks, and I mean legit four gr- like solid to. Like they're, 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 it's going down. They're going to be in the second or third round and they're, they're perfect for that position. Mm. After that, it's just basically a crap heat. But those day two guys, those day two guys can be starters. They can be a two, number two receiver. They can be a slot receiver. Those, those positions matter. And I feel like, you know, like that one position is so unique because they impact the game even, even at that young age. You mm. know what I'm saying? They get the ball and they have to do something with it. But I'll sit here and tell you this draft class is by far the best running back draft class I've seen. I don't even remember a draft class this deep in, in the running back position. Yeah. So yeah. So before before we close it out for this one, because uh, we might as well just say we're gonna be we're gonna be doing some check ins with Keith. Keith is gonna be coming in. He's gonna have a, f- a, f- a full full coverage of the combine of everything that's going. Yeah, on. Yeah, I'm actually gonna bring out my inner like ESPN for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this like. I've been literally grinding all week. 
Uh, I want you to see how serious this is. When we uh, do this. Top three teams that's really, really going to be focusing on the combine. This up oh time. man. Oh wow. Really? Um, uh, the, well, the Titans have two picks in the first round. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I think a few weeks ago when we and you spoke, you know, when we really broke down who we feel can be that team that might take a bigger leap, that's one of the bigger teams. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel like they, they're, they're just missing a few things. Unfortunately, Mariota got hurt. So hopefully he gets back healthy. So I'm really excited for that. Um, I'd say the Titans. Uh, I mean, you got to look at where franchises like both LA teams are at now. Mm-hmm. They have to, they have to hit, they have to hit, they have to get this draft right for both their sakes. The LA Chargers and the LA Rams. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to put them together as one team because they, they're, they're in that same position where Los Angeles needs a football team. Los Angeles right now is driven by UCLA and USC. Very much, and everybody else. Is and the they still go to Laker games because they have nothing to do mm-hmm. in, the, in the evening. Because literally, there's nothing to watch there. Mm. Um, and a third team, I'm not going to use the Browns because God Lord, I mean, that's just like a cop out. Um, you know, I'll use a a a, a better choice in terms of like a team that I feel like they need. You know what? I I, I really think I really think if if the, if if these trades that are rumored to go out and we'll speak more about them, if these trades turn out to actually happen where quarterbacks are literally on the move or some quarterbacks get released and we're not gonna name no names, we'll get to that when we do our little thing. Yeah. Um one of one of these franchises that I'm I'm very, very excited for is the Houston Texans. Okay. I feel like, you know, one of the players that I feel like that's perfect for them right now is Probably one of your favorite players in the draft. We'll get to that. Yeah. I'm not going to say it again. But uh if they manage to land Tony Romo, they don't need much. So that means whatever you draft in the first round is just it's just a cherry on top. Yeah, it's just. A, it's and I feel like that team. I don't. I mean, yeah, you got 72 million dollars with uh, a garbage right there for fucking Brock Osweiler. But if you can re- reconstruct that, because I mean. He has to come to some realization where he's not worth that money. I know he, he got that. He has to reconstruct that for the betterment of the team. If they want to keep you around past next year, cause next year all the guaranteed money's off the books and oh, they can oh, cut yeah. him. Yeah. They can get rid of him. So if you can construct that where you can stretch that money and guarantee your roster spot maybe a year or two more and give some cap room to sign a guy like Romo, that team is built. So let's not forget JJ Watt didn't play last year. Right. And he I played like three games. To too, that JJ. JJ's gonna mostly come back. Let's just say they draft, they they draft a a solid number two to go with, or number three to go with Will Fuller, DeAndre Hopkins. They, they draft one of these high end tight ends that are in the draft, added more weapons. They draft a top flight safety in the draft from Michigan. (coughs) You know, Mm. I mean, let's Mm. just say, who knows? I mean, just think about that. You got probably the two best bookends right now as a, as a duo, and we haven't even seen them together on the field enough. You got, Clowney and Watt, they haven't been healthy together. This is the year they're going to enter um, training camp healthy. Mm. If they can get 10 games out of those guys with quarterback play like Tony Romo can provide them in a dome where you don't got to go outside. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Come on, man. They could get, they could, they could, they can easily challenge in the AFC. I think for me, the three teams that I figure that really needs to start looking hard at the combine and seeing if they could find, you know, some answers. To tough questions to get them over. Uh, number one, Minnesota. Minnesota has, uh, you know, that's like, that, I love that you picked them because 
They're gonna they 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 they're losing a lot. They they frustrate me. Yeah, they got yeah, players, but, man. But, yeah, but they're losing a lot. You know, you know who knows where AP is gonna be. What's gonna happen? They shouldn't keep him. I know. I know they're not. But you know, money wise, they, you know they have a lawyer. Somewhere they have a loyalty team. So it's like, eh, do you feel because of who he is, they have to keep him? I think Minnesota's been like that. They've had like you know they've had commitments with players for years, so they they've done that. But then you know you have. Would you would you keep him? No, no. I you like, know, if you keep him, that's eighteen million dollars. Yeah, but you know, it's a lot of money to yeah. a guy that's what thirty four, thirty two, thirty two. Yeah, that's tough, tough, man. It is tough. And he, he's, and he, he's and been he's, hurt, and he's been hurt, and you know, with a running back, you don't get that much years out of them that, that, that much anymore. He's great. But uh, even as a Giants fan, though, all right, <laughs> he's gonna come to you at a certain price. Let's just say he comes at you for like the league average for the tag, seven to eight million dollars. Would you sign him? If I would the hate to get him at this at this time. Like it's, it's age tough, and man. the wear and tear. Yeah, it's tough. It's really really tough. Plus, you know, the Giants, two year deal, two year deal. Giants Giants O line is not an O line for running. Uh, and, and, and yeah, you're right. I, that's one thing yeah, I've been saying. It'll yeah, beat him, yeah. It'll beat him. It'll beat him. Right, right, right. Yeah, I agree. But he comes at you. He's like, listen, two years, fifteen million dollars. Mm-hmm. You really don't have anything better, right? I'm asking you. You're a giant fan. No, no, I don't. I know. I really don't see it. I don't. I don't. I, I don't love it. it. I yeah, like. I, I like it. See it. I, don't. I like it. That's I mean, that's it the GM be, in you. Yeah, I don't. That's like the it. Madden really, franchise history that we I, have. Yeah, I, I don't love like it. it. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. Everybody will like the I old AP. They like the name of it. But well, they still stuck. You're not getting. They're it. still stuck there. Yeah, you're not gonna. Get For those who don't know, me and Red had like a thousand Madden franchises, and we would like. Go into like 2000 fucking 23. Waiting for my man Tomas Gandhi. To yeah. Win. And Red, Red would, let me tell you something. I mean, I would be the one who would drop the big money, but Red would calculatedly like, my you man know, sat there and spend bread on <laughs> dude. Like, but like, Red would like, what? Red would. And then the thing that will kill me is that when we would play, I'd be like, you signed him for what? <laughs> And he's like, and then he does good against me, and I'm just like, I was, I, I was, I always look for that. You did, for that, you did well in ball. terms of money. And who, yeah. are, who are the other teams? Uh, one team that I, I thought I was gonna say Tampa Bay, but I think, I think they'll be okay. I, I think right now they have a lot on their plate. Yeah, yeah. What's I, going on with James yeah. Swiss? I think they'll be all right. But um, one team that I, I thought, I, uh, one one other team I thought besides um the, the two more uh, Miami Dolphins, um, they need. Something more youthful coming out of there. They need something. They already they 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 have a they have a decent running game. They need to get more on the back end for that. And I think Miami it's it, they they just traded for Julius Thomas, right? So there's there's more that could be on the table for defensive wise. They get more youth. You got Landry Parker, Julius Thomas. I mean, I know you. We all know how you feel about Ryan Tannehill. Oh please, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Fuck you know me. I'm not that harsh on him as you are. Maybe, maybe I, I like this because I, I that can motherfucker be, got Monday arm. You got he got he's only he's only good <laughs> on Monday after Sunday's over. That's what he's. Uh, I mean, I, there's a lot, there's a lot of negative, but there's a lot of potential. I, he, the thing about Ryan Tannehill is that when he's hot, he, he's hot. When he's not, he's not. Yeah, and, and that's a lot the of thing. He's not. not, and it's always like. <sighs> but then, Red, hear me out though. What is there better? That's, 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 that's I know, it's, I know, it's I know what you're saying. Yeah. And, and it's, and that's where they could also pick up there as well. Like it's, he, it's difficult. Get him, get him, get him, get him, you know, get him an O line, get him, get him, Red, you know, a blind side that can that, help him out. That like, he doesn't have to be fucking getting PTSD over listen, there. Listen, that's like, that's like they tell all of us when we're younger. Well, they told me this. They'd be like, listen, usually it'd be the, it'd be the okay honey that, that's willing to do some wild shit with you, mm. but it'd be the pretty one that you find out to be real boring. You, you know, 
Ryan, I mean, it's Ryan Tannehill. I mean, he's not, he's not, he's not glamorous, terrible, but it's just, he's just, oh, he's not, he's no, he's no Osweiler. That's what, uh, that's, that's the sure. thing. You know, they fell in love with the pretty guy. Yeah. They fell in love, even, I don't know why they fell in love with him, but they, they fell in love with him. They didn't even have an interview with him. They gave him $72 million. Yeah. You know, th- that's like the Joe Kim Noah bullshit. And, uh, the last team that I put on the table out there that could really, really need it because a lot, you know, last year they, 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 they were running the table. They had a good run. Uh, big key, big key injury knocked them out, and I th- I thought that if they were able to solidify defense, it would it would make this season a little so bit easier. No, I'm looking at the um, Oakland Raiders. They really need to stack up more. They fascinate me, the Raiders. Personally. Defensive wise, they need to start pushing away to having you. You got a lot of issues to where. You don't want to put your, your offense out there to play a lot of gunslinging games. You know why they fascinate And you play a lot of catch-up games. You know why they fascinate me? Because they, just for me, for, for the person who I am, is like, they, they're that team that you just, unless you're like a, a true Kansas City fan or a Denver fan, I, I don't see how you cannot root for this team. Right. They, number one, they're their own entity. They're the Raiders. There's nothing else. No, but they they're the Raiders. Have their own reputation. Even as shitty, you. even as shitty as they used to be, they're the Raiders. Mm-hmm. They have the most craziest fans. Legit. I don't know how many loyal videos to the to these the motherfuckers girl, girl. start. You know, it, it looked like fucking Saturday Night Live in their fucking stands. Fuck that shit looks like Mad Max Beyond the Thunderdome. It's fucking ridiculous yeah. on that shit. But like, they have the best core youth on that offense that I've seen in quite a long time. They're very balanced. They have the front office working. They have a quarterback that everybody loves. You know, like that. And that was my guy in that I, draft. I, I that was it. my guy. I know it. But you I called think, it. And I think I with, love him. But I, I think him. with him, it's that. And I think with the team is that. But here they played. They played a lot of catch up too too early on. But in that's games. but that's that's see that's the one thing for a lot of fans that I want. I want everybody to just just just. I do root for the Raiders, but the, the layered part of being, you know. In terms of a Raider fan, I would have to understand for anyone, for, for all of us to understand is that they're, they're, they're that one team that needed last year to go down the way it did in right. terms of being hyped up, performing, and then it being sucked away. That team needed that because now they're going to value the fact that they know they can compete. Right. They know that. At any given Sunday, they can lose those contested games, and you can't take none of this for granted. But I think if they were, they're going to learn a lot from last year. I think if they if they add, you know, they they're add, still kids. Yeah, they're still kids, and you 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 get a component in there, you get a you know some some tighter corners on that. They, they yeah, they need there. they need a secondary. Yeah. They they they, they could use. Once they have that, belt. I think that they're going to be the next contenders in the AFC. You know what I think they need personally, mm-hmm. and I think I can say this for what thirty teams. They need a veteran backup quarterback. Oh yeah, just because. Yeah. But I, I mean, but once again, it's like who's out there? It's, it, I, I mean, it broke my heart to see when he broke his leg. We were talking about Derek Carr. I almost cried. I almost cried. I really did. I was like, cause did I you was, hear the audio? Oh yeah, I, he was like, it's broke, it's, it's broke, broke. Yeah, it's, broke. Like, it's, it's broke, it's broke. Oh my god, it was sad. It was sad. My thing is, is that like, and it was like, if he, if, you know, he might be able to come back by the Super Bowl. It's like, dude, it you're broke not my heart. And, and I've been on your show numerous of times. Oh, I've been on this show numerous of times, saying, 
you know, it, it, it was looking like he was going to be the MVP. Yeah. It really was looking like he was going to be the MVP. I know Matt Ryan did what he did, but I honestly think that door got open when he broke his leg. Yeah. Personally. And I mean, that team, if they would have, I said this at my Super Bowl party. I said this and I, I mean, listen, I know the Patriots did what they did. God bless them for what they did, but I know for a fact in my heart and I, we can play the, we can play the guess it game, the what if game. If the AFC championship was a fully healthy Raider team versus a fully healthy New England team, we would have had a game for the ages before yeah. they would have went. They would have had to have been really tested before they would have went to the to the Super Bowl. I that's what I feel. So just to wrap it up, just to let you guys know coming down the lane for for the future episodes, it's gonna be repetitive because Keith is gonna be on there. I'm probably gonna call it like Keith's Combines and some shit like that. But for for what we have now, Keith's acquired taste. He's here. I just want everybody to know he enjoys beer. I just want everybody to know with the uh with the the state of sports right now, we're kind of like just dealt just basketball right now and baseball is on the horizon and you know, we have to pick and find a little bit of football we have. There is soccer in the world. Hey, there is we that. We just need to get we will get to that very that. shortly. But one, one day. One day. <laughs> but once again, I think I have to build you up for that. He'll be back. Let you guys know when we come back, got more on the table. That uh, turnbuckle tabloid and other shit to get to. So, guys, stick around. Keith, the acquired taste. Extra, extra, read all about it. Take a gander at turnbuckle tabloid. This week's Turnbuckle Tabloid is brought to you by House of Glories Wrestling. House of Glories Wrestling. You know what? I'm not going to fucking promote that shit again unless it's, it's official. I want that shit on ink, signed, sealed, and delivered. But in any case, check out House of Glory. They got a big event coming in April 22nd. New York City. Biggest fucking promotion in New York. Guys, make sure you check it out. House of Glory Wrestling. Make sure you check them out at HOGWrestling.net for tickets. All things available. Other than that, yo, let's get that, let's get that deal signed, son. We gotta get this shit popping over here, yo, for real. I want, I want all that sponsorship over here. I want banners, t-shirts, and everything. Press passes for the crew and all that. Holla at me, y'all. In any case, Turnbuckle Tabloid, we got coming for you the Raw Smackdown and NXT reviews as well as what's coming on with Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has a big event coming on Manhattan Mayhem this upcoming Friday. Guys, check it out. If you're in the New York City area, Ring of Honor is the promotion of the promotions, man. There's a lot going on there. I, you know, I'm so mad because it's tough to get Ring of Honor on, um, on the, on the, the internet sites unless you fucking, um, pay for it. And I'm like, yeah, I pay for it. I do pay for it. I do. I do. Yeah, I pay for it. Yeah. But you know, my, my Wi-Fi is slow. That's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, I'm not paying for it. No, but I, I am, I have been, I've been trying to catch up with Ring of Honor. There's a lot of stuff that's going on there with basically the New Japan and the, uh, uh, the culmination of what's going on for, you know, it was crazy when I saw the, 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 the cast turn on Chris Daniels, cast going to Bullet Club. I was like, I don't know how I felt about that. It was kind of weird to me. Like, if anyone that I would have probably thought that was going Bullet Club, would have been Daniels, but for Cass, it's like, hmm, I don't know. I got to see how that plays out. 
Bullet Club is now becoming a thing that although they still have the, you know, they cool swag, I don't know. I think with them, it's now they're, they're, they're adding individuals that people wouldn't think would have the personality to be with them. Somewhat like that. Yeah. And it's starting to be a little bit more excessive. I was okay with the Cody Rhodes thing. Uh, Adam Page, I thought he needed it. Uh, Adam Cole, definitely he should have been Bullet Club. I, I get that. But, mm, this, 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 this casting is a little bit, it, it's, it's a little weird to me. So I have to see how this plays out later on of, uh, I mean, for the long run, cause it's, it's still, still fresh and it's still new. But yeah, make sure you check out Ring of Honor and what's coming down in the, in the upcoming pay-per-views there. Uh, gotta tell you, a lot of you guys need to pump your brakes. Wait, 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 let me see if I got this music here. Uh, oh. Oh, let's see. No, as a matter of fact, let me just drop this. You stupid. For all you individuals who are mad that Beth Phoenix got into the Hall of Fame. All right. Let me help you out with something. Okay. Everybody's sitting there upset because, well, you know, they didn't induct China yet. And I'm like, okay, let's think about it like this. She just passed away a year ago and the families are still not ready to have any association with wrestling as of yet. So let's push that to the side. Oh, they didn't induct Mickey James yet. Okay. Mickey James just came back to WWE and she's working. She'll get in such as China. Oh, they didn't induct Victoria yet. Okay. Uh, Victoria, she'll get in. It, 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 you gotta understand the women's division when it comes to Hall of Fame status is small. It's a small window. They don't, they don't have a lot of individuals that you can exactly, you could, what, you're going to put anybody in there at any moment. What, we're going to put, um, Michelle McCool tomorrow? Are we going to put, um, Layla in tomorrow? I mean, really? No, really. Layla can't really, like, she could, she could be in this Hall of Fame on this dick. <laughs> it's like, I mean, Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, seriously, you guys, you know, people are so get, let Beth shine for a sec, man. Honestly, she was in, she was in a division where it was all about the whole model diva look and such. And she came in as a wrestler. Same thing with Natalia. She came in at, at the same moment. She, they were the two pure wrestlers. She came in at a time where a transition should have been happening, but they didn't have the wrestlers to be in the same realm with her. They couldn't equate it. They were bringing in Karma, aka Awesome Kong, at the same t- at the same th- the same moment, and that fell through because of, uh, of what what issue she had to deal with. But honestly, it's tough to to transition a because you know if you if you're not paying attention how WWE does their Hall of Fames. They have to have the female and the logical choice would have to be Beth Phoenix at this moment right there. She still has good ties with them. Edge is still part of the family because uh, in case you guys don't know, <laughs> break kayfabe. That's her husband. They, you know, they, they, they're still cool. Listen, whoever you want to go in, they'll be there sooner or later. All right. It's just take your time. And then, you know, I, I, I had a post from, uh, uh, from, Louis Coyote, and he's like, "Oh, how she goes in, and uh, people like, uh, uh, um, what was it, um, Rick Rude are not in yet." Okay, 
Rick Rude. It's it, it, it's it's still something that we don't know yet. They still have still entries that's not in the you know process yet. Or, I mean, we take too much importance on this fucking Hall of Fame shit. We really do. We really do. The only one, to be honest, the only one I really cared about was Macho Man. All I cared about was Vandy Savage. That's the only one I cared about. I thought it was, it, it took far too long for him to get there. But other than anybody else, if they're going to be in WWE 2K17, 18, 19, 20, then you're going to see him in Hall of Fame sooner or later. Kurt Angle's in. I was kind of, yeah, I, I ain't going to front. I was kind of dope about that. <laughs> I was kind of hype about that. But everybody else, slowly but surely will happen. The rolling will come in. Um, the one thing that people are asking is about Vader, knowing that, um, knowing his condition and it seeming as though that is worsening and worsening that, you know, his, 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 his time may be closing. And I just read an article in which that he made a mention that the way he wants to go out in his life is dying in a ring, which is, it's very honorable, but it's, it's fucking creepy as hell, man. That's, that kind of, I don't know if the if the audience would appreciate that shit, but it it's it's very honorable for you to say that. But I don't think that that's the way we should go. But I that that is probably another individual that I say if you want to give the the emotional run out, like if you want to give that feeling to go out, it will be for Vader, which will probably because I think they're going to be announcing the last one of the 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 Hall of Fames coming soon. Um. Also, TNA has done a lot of house cleaning and it looks like TNA is TNA no longer. Now they want to be known as Impact Wrestling. They have a new logo, new, new way of the, well, they have, well, this, I think this is the second time they have this fucking, they changed up their logo. It's the second time they did shit. Wow, that fucking place has a lot going on over this shit. It's really tough, man. They, they have a lot of wrestlers who, who, not there anymore. Uh, Drew Galloway gone. Jade gone. Um, uh, Mike Bennett and Maria gone. And of course you guys lose and didn't even fight to keep the Hardys. Like really? You didn't even try to keep them. You wanted to keep them on for a one week contract just so they could drop the belt. Gotta give it up to Matt Hardy's wife though. Uh, Rebby Sky is like Matt Spanish. She's fucking, she went on Twitter and was like, yo, basically, I would take these belts and melt them down and make them into fucking hoop earrings. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> like seriously, like she got real Spanish with it. I was like, damn girl. The only thing I didn't like that was Spanish that you inflated your lips. You, you didn't need to do that girl. You, you were too good for that. You good. But other than that, like TNA is making a lot of, a lot of changes. They're bringing in, um, Alberto, uh, Alberto Del Rio, uh, Alberto Patron. No spoilers here. I'm not going to, you know, they're, they already filmed some stuff, but I'm not going to throw it out there. Huh? Yeah, I know, but I'm still, I, I, I'll keep it. You find out for your own, but it's just, I, I think it's just dumb shit. They still, uh, Dutch Mantel, as you guys know from, uh, from WWE is now, creative at uh impact wrestling now and from what i heard in, in reports he is dropping mad heat on wwe at uh, impact tapings and it just sounds like fucking bitter bitter it's like sour grapes it's like dude why now and this is why individuals like him jim Cornette, uh jeff jarrett they get 
a, a, a bad rep is because listen, you can't throw rocks at the throne when you don't have any fucking ammunition, man. You can't, you can't do that. Come, you know, come with some shit when you know that you can have, you know, a, a roster that could compete. All you do is just sound bitter. Just do your own thing and just rock. This is, I, I, I never understand why a lot of these, 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 it's not even the wrestlers. The wrestlers I get because they get cut. I get them, but I'm talking about creative and promoter wise. Like, listen, this is your opportunity to shine. Don't name drop WWE just to make it seem as though that it's going to better the product. No, because at the end of the day, pretty much it'll be clickbait. And what happens next is WWE will sign your fucking stars and make them even superstars. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, the list can continue. Can you seriously? Shout out to Josie Boy and Kobe Winslow. <laughs> and, um, and finally, Jack Swagger went to WWE officials and said, I want to be released. And sure enough, they gave him his release. And he's a guy that I, I like, but I don't think that he was, I mean, look, he won there. He won the WWE championship there. He did, you know, he had his time there. He had a good push with, with, um, with, with, with the, the, uh, we the people and, and stuff. It was, it was, it was a cool, cool moment, especially for the, for, for that time. But I also think that, you know, he's, you know, he's stale and maybe, maybe him going to, let's say a what culture, uh, atmosphere, checking the indies out. Maybe I don't, I don't, I don't know if he would be, if he'd be a fit for new Japan. I don't see it. If he goes to impact, impact will, will maybe be okay. Oh, by the way, and they drop an uh, impact drop Drew Galloway. What? You guys dropped Drew Galloway? Uh, he's, he, I, I, I see him, uh, whatever. I, 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 I won't make any particular, like, predictions now, but I just gotta say, like, either Impact is going their old ways of TNA where they just release those just because they think they can do better or they just don't have the money in the budget. That's one of the two. But for Jack Swagger, Good luck to him. I'm hoping everything goes well because I, like I say, in the ring, he's a talented wrestler, but as for personality, ugh, yeah, we the people. So it's about that time. <sighs> hit the clock on me. Got to hit Raw, SmackDown, and whatever the hell else I want to hit. Ooh, yeah, got to hit that two hour mark. Almost there. So let's go. Here we go. All right. Starting off raw. Um, that Goldberg promo. I, I don't care. I, I so don't care. I really, the only thing that I'm really caring about is whether or not if Owen's going to keep the belt. I know he's not in my heart. He's not. It's going to be a thing to where we're going to see a lot of swerves happening in one match. Brock Lesnar comes out. Uh, Jericho will probably come out on uh, fast lane and. That will be the way in which Owens loses his belt. And Goldberg will face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. You know, it's so nostalgic. I get it. It's because that's what they want to rectify from the previous match. But I don't care. I, I, I really don't. Whatever. 
uh, following that new day and their promo. I love, I, you know, they were quick. They got the Oscar promo out. They, 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 they did it quickly. They, they wanted to, to, to show that they were, you know, ahead of the times or part of the times in which they had the envelope saying that, Oh, sorry. Shining stars, you're going to be facing big show tonight. Not us. I'm sorry. But, uh, yes, we, we had it wrong here. It was a, I, I get it. Um, when are they done? Like, oh, I forgot they're hosting WrestleMania. Oh, okay. Uh, Cesaro is, is, I'm, I'm, I really think that he's at, he's on the wrong show. This is not, this is not the show that he should be on. Raw is, is just, he's drowning there. I think there's much more for him to do on SmackDown. Even if it's not big title contention early on, I think that SmackDown can be the place where he could flourish more as a wrestler and also as an entity. And I, I just think that, I don't know, it, it just, they continue to do the same thing with him over and over again. It's not working. Really, it's not. But it leads me to what I'll talk about later on. The woman's, the woman's, uh, tag match. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. Seth Rollins coming back, making this big announcement that he will be at WrestleMania. I still think that the whole shit is work. I think he had an injury, but I don't think it's as bad as people thought it would be. It looked bad, but I think it's going to be the, which is great storytelling. I really do. By the way, Triple H was magnificent on his, on his selling of, uh, treating Seth as a piece of shit. I thought, I thought, I thought, um, Seth is building himself up as the comeback kid. I just hope that Triple H will do the job for him and just come WrestleMania. Just, just let him get this win. This it just it, it, it benefits everybody if you just let Seth go over and, and begin the progression in a new in a new genre of WWE after Mania. You beating him doesn't work. Cesaro versus Samoa Joe was a fantastic match. Uh, We all know from the history of Samoa Joe and and Cesaro that they have and different promotions, different indies and such there. There's, they've had great matches all in all. I thought for WWE, the way they put it on to sell the Cesaro injury early on and then if you guys monitor it except with the thought pro, you know, without thinking of the thought processes, like, oh, this, you know, this fucking sucks. Cesaro loses again. Nah, I think they did it well here. And to piggyback that with the Sami Zayn run in, it, it, it works. And for all you indie guys, this should be something, as myself, this, this should be something that you could be proud of and enjoy. This, this is a good move. And closing of Raw. Ah. I don't, I don't, I don't really know. You, they're putting Braun Strowman as the fucking guy, and that's a good look for that. But if you're trying to equate that with what, basically, what you're trying to do with Roman Reigns, it doesn't make any sense because you're trying to elevate both guys, or trying to equate both guys, or even trying to make them seem like a like like a match. That should be paid attention to. That should be relevant. Just be watched. It's like 
I don't know. No, I don't see it. I really don't. For Fastlane, I don't see it. So on that match, I gotta see that. It's it, I, I, it's tough for me to call, but if if Roman goes over, I'm not surprised. But I would like to see Braun Strowman go over in that match. And one match that I, that that I didn't mention was the um, Enzo Amore, Big Cass versus Gallows and Anderson. I don't think they will give them the title now. I don't think Enzo and Cass will get the title now. I think they will give them their WrestleMania moment. I think it'll be one of those things to where that's probably why they push New Day to the side. But I also think that this will be their moment because they've never held a, a tag team title. And to do it at Mania will be the best place for them to hold uh, hold reigns there. So for all you Enzo and Cass fans... You're not going to get it at Fastlane. I think the best place to see it will be at Mania. Same could be said. Bailey, Bailey will drop the belt once again to Charlotte. Charlotte will be the, what makes that the six time, 16, 26 time champion. <laughs> Charlotte, Charlotte will win the belt at the pay per view, but her, uh, her streak will end at WrestleMania because Bailey will get it again at Mania. So. Bailey drops the belt uh, fast lane. And um, as for Raw, you guys got a lot of catching up to do when it comes to storytelling. Hopefully after WrestleMania, you guys could get it together because SmackDown has been knocking it out the box. The opening on SmackDown, Miz, Cena, you got two guys in that ring who can heavyweight talk the talk. You know, a lot of people have given Cena shit because maybe because he's not been there as, as as much as he has or he does his typical stuff but in this opening promo I gotta say that whether you thought Miz got the better hand or Cena got the better hand I really didn't care about it I just thought that you had two individuals in there who could actually you know, you know shoot from the hip and get it going and everybody was paying attention to what was going on of course, the obvious was going to happen, which we already thought, which was going to be Nikki Bella and John Cena, Maurice and Miz. Let me tell you something. I heard rumblings. I didn't want to believe it. I thought it was going to be fucking stupid if it did happen. I was like, that no, this, this is never going to happen. But I will not be surprised. Cena, Nikki Bella, Maurice, Miz at Mania, right? Whatever happens at the end of that match, I would not be surprised if Cena proposes to fucking Nikki Bella. I would not be surprised. I think it would be so cheesy because number one, Cena's a fucking wrestling head. He loves wrestling. He met her during wrestling. They fell in love, whatever the case, in wrestling. And then they have the show, the Total Bella show. I would not be surprised if that happened. I, you know, as corny as it sounds, I think that that would fucking happen. That's, that's stupid, but I think it would. Uh, the Mickey James versus, uh, Becky Lynch was a good match. I think Mick, uh, Mickey James is actually doing the job that she's supposed to do. I'm just, 
I'm just one of those that I think you gotta give her one more run at a title. Might might be after Mania, but I'm hoping that she gets one more shot at that title. Give it a give her one good run, and then she can let the young girls play. And, and by the way, I'm gonna still say right now, Naomi gets that belt back at Mania. Uh, Alexa Bliss promo was she's yo she's coming into her own man yo the girl she pretty much is is well versed with, with knowing what the camera is and what the mic is and knows how to put herself over she doesn't need anything else as in mic skills wise she she's yo she's she's a, she's she's the real deal man she's a, and and she knows how to work in the ring man I give Alexa Bliss all the credit for her plus she's a she's a looker too by the way how good is Luke Harper. Luke Harper is like, I love the fact that big men have always had to have the, the, the criteria is you got to work strong, be strong, which I get, you know, I, I don't want fucking six foot nine dudes doing sunset flips over the top rope. I get that. But if you can show that you're not the 400, 500 pound big man. But yeah, you're in the ring at 285, 290, 300, and you can still move agile. I respect that. And Luke Harper is showing that he has the skills that he has brought from the indies and they're allowing him to do in the WWE. It's a great, great asset for him. It's a really, really good look for him. And I think if he doesn't get the shine that he's getting in the next couple of weeks, after Mania, he's going to be barring injury. He will be a guy that is going to be a threat. I see him. I see him in a lot of different mixes. I see him doing a face turn, slight face, in which I can see him going head to head with a Baron Corbin's. I can see him going head to head again with like a Bray Wyatt's. I can I can see it happening, man. It's it's he's he's about to get his moment, man. And more power to him. Well deserved. Everybody loves to see the indie guys do something. They forget that Luke Harper is an indie guy. Uh. Corbin and Ambrose. I want this to be an angle that continues, but I don't want to see them face off with each other in Mania one on one. I need to see the Intercontinental Ladder, the, the Intercontinental Championship Ladder match. We got to do it again. It's fun. We don't have the money in the bank anymore. At least put the Intercontinental Championship up there as well. Let's get a good run with these two. If you want to drop the belt to Corbin. Probably like two weeks before Mania. Fine. But we gotta get, we gotta get a rush in there because looking at SmackDown's rundown for Mania, it's not that big. But I think that that could be a good look for that belt. What the hell happened to Ziggler? You're putting him in chairs matches with, 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 with individuals that they want to see him beat the shit out of them. Like Apollo Crews, they want the crowd wants to see him beat the shit out of him with chairs. He's a face that nobody likes. They don't like him. It's a weird thing. It's weird. I don't know. Like you gotta, you gotta give him somebody that people fucking back and that, which I'm, I, which I would probably expect that come out the mania that AJ makes a turn. Which is weird because even he's supposed to be a fucking heel and it doesn't matter. Everybody loves him anyway, so it really doesn't matter. And the Wyatt or in situation at the end of, uh, of SmackDown, 
I got hit up by my brother and he asked me, he was like, what, what was my thoughts about it? And when I finally saw it, I said, it's so classic Undertaker type stuff back in the days. And even so, I said, I love it. I'm, I'm a fan of that. Give me a moment to like escape reality for some. And there's two people that can do it. It'd be Bray and Randy. You know, I don't want to be too much of a fucking smart mark, whatever the fuck you will label it as. Be like, well, I know his sister's not dead or whatever. But I love the storytelling, the compelling stuff of which Orton goes to the compound. He has a great, great, you know, you know, turn in which he lets them know that I'm not with you. And SmackDown, I don't know if they meant to do it or not, but you guys, you basically balance on a double turn there because Randy, Randy turns almost heel there. Bray turns almost face because people were booing Randy. They were booing Randy on the whole burning the compound now. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, you guys, and you know, people were feeling bad for Bray. I don't know if you guys wanted to do that intentionally, but listen, it's, 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 this is what you're going to be getting. So what I hear now, they just put out there on SmackDown, uh, since AJ had defeated Luke for the, the spot for WrestleMania, now since Randy has now committed to challenging Bray for that spot, AJ versus Randy Orton for the last spot at Mania. I'm saying Randy goes over, but for some reason, I think that match is going to change into something different. I don't, I will not be surprised if that match turns into a fatal four way where AJ, Luke, Randy, and Bray all go for the title. I'm just, I'm just saying, I, I, I see something like that going. Oh, quickly go to the NXT. Patrick Clark. I like the kid's gimmick. I like his work ethic. I don't think he's going to go far with it, though. I really think that they're going to change that gimmick up soon. It re- kind of reminds me of um, a wrestler reaching at scr- like straws to find himself in a gimmick. He's got kind of like that Prince uh, Frank Ocean kind of look with a mix of uh, Jimi Hendrix kind of thing. And it's like... Yeah, I don't, I don't think the, 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 I don't think the audience is, is gravitating to that yet. The authors of pain? Jesus Christ. Fucking guys are so green. Shit. They're greener than the paint that fucking Josie's boy uses on his fucking, uh, his canvas. And that's the light, it's, it's the lightest of lightest. I would even go with dark green. I, I'm not a fan of them. I, I, I can't. They got a lot of work to do. A lot of work to do. I don't see anything coming up. I would back Sanity before I would back The Oldest of Pain. I like Sanity. I really do. I I I I, I like the mix of, of the female element with um with with the, the the darkness of what comes with the fraction. It's just ugh, it's it's, it's nauseating. And um, finally, Oscar and uh, Ember Moon's build up. Let it happen already. Don't know when you guys are gonna pull the trigger on it, but please let it happen already. It's it's a long time coming, and that'll be it. So, with that being said, Terrible Tabloid is finito, and I gotta say, soon we won't be doing this for too long. 
I'll just I'll just leave you with that teaser. We won't be doing this on on the longevity of, of the length of this show for too long. With all right, shh, I'll keep it like that. But with that being said, once again, I want you guys to understand and know that we do it for you, man. You guys are the people you love, man. It's it's, it's just for you, you listeners. We here. And please just reciprocate and check us out on all social media outlets. Check us out on Facebook on the regular season sportscast, Facebook, like and group page. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at regular season sports. Check us out as well on Twitter at RWJ Santi, as well as on the uh, YouTubers regular season sports. Guys, rageworks.net has everything you need for all things relevant everything man you can't you can't go wrong you got you got pop culture current events you got movies you got comic books you got sports you got wrestling you have mma why would you go to different sites when you could get everything all under one umbrella rageworks.net has it all man and we're gonna have more coming to you why go anywhere else? Cut that out, man. Y'all crazy. Y'all wilding out. Please. Be sure you check us out, man. And like I said, there's a lot coming your way. Jay Santi, I'm not best for business. I'm best for everybody. King of Talk Style, guys. And uh, catch you guys on a rebound. Squash. The regular season sportscast. <laughs> Sports Keys.